Welcome to Digital Marketing ROI, the podcast that connects marketing to your business's revenue and covers everything you need to know to stay up to date in this crazy digital marketing world. Welcome to Digital Marketing ROI. I'm Shannon Allen, your host, and I have a special treat for everybody today. I'm in the studio with four of my favorite people at FDS, right? Yeah. Welcome, Crystal. Hi, Shannon. Welcome, Joe. Hi, Shannon. Hi, Melissa. Hi, Shannon. Emily. Hi, Shannon. All right. <laughs> it's like a game show. It's a game show. Oh, it's like a game show. Charlie's Angels over so, here. <laughs> Hi, Charlie. I have the pleasure today of being joined by my content team, right? My social management yeah. and content writers. They're all very creative people. I feel a little intimidated in this room because they're kind of like, you know, the local artists. They're, they, they know things that I don't know. I was just giving them a little history on my writing. But, you know, I have writers in here that are, you know, journalism majors and English and creative writing, and I just love the education. And gosh, you guys are also smart. Thank you. So we're going to have a very good team. We have a very good team. Crystal heads up this team, and everybody knows Crystal's my co host on the show, but we thought it'd be fun to kick off the year. Did everybody have a great holiday? We did. Yeah, yeah, it was really good. Christmas. Yes, yes. So, all right, we're ready to go. We're ready to do this show. Today is really about what, what, what is our title? Our title today is really just social media trends to look out for this year. Okay. So it's 2024. It's the beginning of the year. And there's a lot happening this year in social. A lot happened last year. So we're going to talk about some things to that we really want to look at, that we want to keep in mind as we're going into the year, when we're planning our social content, things to think about, things that businesses are thinking about, and just yeah. things to expect and, this and year. Just so our listeners understand, um, social media is another one of those buzzwords similar to, I always think, digital marketing is such a broad umbrella. Social media to some consumers and business owners can mean, you know, the writing of the social can mean blog writing, it can mean boosted posts or actual social campaigns. But what we're, for the purpose of what we're talking about, we're talking about organic content. These are the writers that are putting together the blog content for your business to help you become that credible expert. This is my team that is, you know, we're partnering with our local businesses to help them enhance and grow engagement on all their social media platforms, yep. right? Yeah, we're creating the organic content, the videos, the reels, the photos, the text posts, all of that to just make sure that we're engaging with our audiences for our clients. So I thought it would be fun to kind of get everybody's take as I am in a room of writers that whether that you were writing from a journalistic standpoint back in the day, or if you were, and, and I say back in the day, you guys are all much younger than me, but um, I can still <laughs> back in the day, two weeks back ago. in the day. <laughs> um, but whether you were writing, you know, your social content for a current client or a past client or a blog. I know a lot of you are, you know, experienced blog writers. I thought it'd be fun to kind of ask each of you what was maybe one of the more compelling or challenging or just something that was really interesting to write about. So I, I thought I'd start with you, Crystal, just because I know oh you, you can start us out right. But do you have something in mind that comes to mind that was like something that was really and keep it short and sweet with the 30 minutes? <laughs> wow, it's like, you know, me. <laughs> I would say something that was really fun and interesting to do was, we actually do it every year for Kalamazoo Valley Community College. They do a fretboard festival with their Kalamazoo Valley Museum every year. The one that really comes to mind was when they did it as a virtual event. Oh, yeah. So that was really, yeah. So that was 2021. They still did it. Right. So it was the year after the pandemic, but they were still being really restrictive. And yeah, everyone was still sick. We all still had COVID. (laughs) But it was really fun to create the content for them because we did like a series of organic 
organic posts for them. And we had some videos and we had some pictures. It was just really fun to kind of strategize that out over the course of a couple of weeks. And it was one of the first times that I'd really done anything that for like one specific event, like several posts for one specific event. So it was a lot of fun. That's great. All right. Well, I'm going to ask, I'm going to turn to Emily Cox and ask her what would be something that comes to mind when I ask that question. Thanks, Shannon. I think what comes to mind right away is writing for Bennington pontoon boats. Oh, that's right. Because I have a journalism background, and it's just always fun to write about something that I really knew nothing about to start. Like, it takes a lot of research and a now lot of you're learning. Ready to buy a boat, aren't you? <laughs> oh my gosh, I would love to I'm, have I'm a boat. I'm a Bennington yes. pontoon yes. boat owner, so I do love to read your blogs. I do do a w- wonderful Thank you. job. But that is fun, like lake mm-hmm. life, lake, the Benny lifestyle, right? Exactly, and it's like if you want to become a boat owner, you need to know about things like the basics, like engines and what's my horsepower. I knew right. that I needed. I mean, in the words of one of my best friends who owns a marina, he said, "If you really want to whip Ava around the lake, you get 150 mm-hmm. horsepower." But I wanted red and tan, and so I went with the 115. <laughs> <laughs> the colors yeah. matter. The colors yes, were the more colors important really than the matter. whipping. But yes, yeah. but it's like yeah. yeah, to have that fun on the water. First, you you have to get the basics. You do. So so that's um, been fun to write. Yeah, that's been great. fun to learn about. I love that. Well, let me turn to Joe. So Joe, what would be something that comes to mind for you that would be compelling or challenging or interesting? Yeah. So actually, I have two in mind, and I'll go through them really quickly. But from my journalism days. I, I tend to really enjoy writing feature style stories or things about people and things that affect people. And I used to write obituaries. And I one time got one for someone who had survived the torpedo attack on the USS Indianapolis during World War II after they delivered the atomic bomb. Wow. And yeah. And so I got to, I, it was unfortunately he had already passed away, but I got to talk to his family and learn about him and tell his story. And he lived in just a little town here in Northern Indiana. And, you know, nobody really knew. He had lived through this really incredible I love that. experience. Yeah. I love that. And, and I think also just to give kudos to the journalists, you know, journalism out there. When you're writing an obituary, you are taking the time to research, understand who these people are. And I think that is something that probably goes unnoticed. Right. Yeah. And I mean, this guy didn't, you know, he probably never even really thought about it and didn't think to tell somebody to tell his story. So you told a form. So I, I got that. to tell a form. Yeah. And it ended up being my first front page above the fold story. Oh, I love so that. that. Really That's nice. exciting. Yeah, yes. That That's great. Uh, and the other one that comes to mind is another story I wrote, which involved a lot more research. It was about the Sister Lakes monster. Oh, is, I'm, part of, I'm part of the Facebook group because that's not really? by me. The Dewey, Lake, the Dewey Lake monster. Yes, the Dewey oh Lake monster. Oh my gosh, I can't believe. Yeah, I got to write a feature <laughs> article for, for a magazine yeah, about it's it. It's a little weird that I actually am part of that Facebook group just because it's right by me. It's like because I live in Decatur. Yeah, yeah. So I got to write about that and I learned all about it and got to research old newspaper articles and oh, I talked to the talk historical later. museum. Yeah, it, so that was a lot of fun to really dive into the past and, you know, there wasn't a ton to go on at first. So I had to really dig deep and find out, you know, everything I could about this subject to write about it. I love so. that. So next you're going to write about Bigfoot, right? Yeah, sure. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. And last but not least, Melissa, can you kind of tell our listeners what that was very interesting? So in this job and my past job, but mostly this one, I have been writing about cannabis for our cannabis clients and I do not have a big background in cannabis and I had no idea. I, I didn't either. Boy, the research is so fun to do. Yes. And I had no idea <laughs> I how much. That literally. I just <laughs> Oh, no, it's really I fun. I did go into the stores at the very beginning to buy, but anyway. Yes. yes. So, like, I had no idea how much goes into oh all gosh, the different, yeah. like, techniques and tactics. Like, I thought there was a joint and a blunt and an edible. No. <laughs> I just wrote. So much more. Than yeah, that. a blog about how to set up a dab rig. 
well it was like rocket science like i'm yes. not kidding so yes. it's been really interesting for me yes i'll have to i um, make sure i read that one i haven't tried firsthand yet <laughs> okay. but the well, night is young but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well now um, you know how to set it up yeah, exactly. absolutely well i love that that and that's that's the best part i mean just hearing you guys tell your story just tells me more why i have this team of experts in the room to write for any of our clients that are listening because this is what we do right you're writers that's what you are i love it that's a great intro so I'm going to jump right in and I'm going to talk about one of the first trends that I think is going to be big in 2024. Um, let's talk about how video is really the big topic of conversation when it comes to, you know, the what's coming, right, in all aspects of marketing. So we talk a lot of, about it on the advertising side. But specifically, let's talk about video. Like, should our business owners and listeners think about when it comes to your social media and video? A lot of video. A lot do, of video. Do yeah. a lot, record a lot of video. Video is the most captivating form of content, like the most captivating medium. More captivating than an image, more captivating than text, because it's moving and it's really emotional, so it's really good to entertain. And social media video does really well if it's entertaining. So if it's just like, oh, hey, my name is Crystal, I'm going to talk to you about my product. Like, no one wants to watch that. They're not going to stop. Right. But if it's something interesting, if it's something funny, video is really powerful. At half the time that a spent on Facebook is actually spent watching videos. Right. I think the statistic so, is huge, right? 91% of Instagram users are watching video every single week, if not more often than that. Well, think about the day when we used to tell, we would work with clients, we're like, well, we can do Instagram for you, but you need photos, which is still true, but now we haven't even, that's not even where we start the conversation more. It's we talk about video. We talk about video. Yeah. Well, and when we talk about media days when we're scheduling, yes. so when we sign on a new social media management client, we like to do, and even for clients that are, that are ongoing with us, we like to do what we call media day, which is literally where we will just go out and we will capture a ton of content. We'll take pictures, we'll take video, a lot of B-roll style video so that we have a library of content to build up for our clients. The video is incredibly important. And I think that the clients that we've done media days for, I think about like Horizon Real Estate, that we ha so we have all of this now vertical video. Now that we video, have content, vertical video And, and it's vertical video. Yeah. It has to be vertical because 99% of social media users use social media on a mobile phone and 78% of them only use it on a mobile phone. So they're not watching on desktop. And how are we all looking at our mobile phone? It's vertical in our hand because that's how it fits. No one's turning it over to the side. We actually joked about this yesterday. We were talking about this a little bit and Joe was like, I get so mad when people want me to turn my phone camera to the side. My yeah. phone to the side. Well, I don't know about you guys, but even with my phone, sometimes I get mad when it automatically somehow is turned horizontal and yeah. I'm like... Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm yes. shaking it. I'm like, how do I get it back to normal? I don't want to watch it that way. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's an important point, too, to make, Crystal, is that you need to think about how your audience members are using their phones or, right. you know, using the devices to Back to, to the you. consumer journey. Because yes. if you wouldn't do it that way right. and they wouldn't do it that way, why why would you try to create content that way? Right. It doesn't make sense. 100%. So, well, well, let me ask you this. I'm going to ask Emily this question because I know that you know she has some clients that she's dealing with us a little bit more. But let's talk about reels because reels, I think, can be confusing. The minute somebody hears video, everybody's mind goes to TikTok. But anymore, you've got, I mean, I get I get so going through my Facebook newsfeed and all of a sudden I'm in, I'm in going through reels and I all of a sudden it's like 30 minutes have gone by and it's a Sunday afternoon. I'm like, what happened to 30 minutes, right? <laughs> so can you talk to us a little bit, Emily, about how reels fits into this video craze of course and i would say that's just you conducting research yeah uh, yes. and so i am researching um, what i'm going to shop for next <laughs> yes exactly but yeah reels are huge 
and they can just do a lot for a business. Reels are a great way to reach a new audience. You can reach a lot more new people with a reel than you can just a photo post. So as they're scrolling through, they might just... Is there a rule, like a best practice of how long a reel should be? We usually keep them around 30 seconds or less. Like, they're pretty quick. They're quick. I like that. But you can pack a lot of information, a lot of humor into a short video. And we all have short attention spans. We have short attention spans, um, 100%. But it can still catch someone's attention. I feel like it works especially well with clients that have a lot of good visuals. Like Crystal mentioned, Horizon Real Estate. Yes. People want to see homes. They They want to see their real estate agents so and I think you just nailed it right there is like put yourself into the mind of the consumer when you're posting social content is what somebody that's following you what are they interested in you know right. not what you're interested in as a business owner but what are they what would grab their attention mm-hmm. yes exactly don't, don't post a video of this is the person that just bought this house like yeah show a before and after we all love those before right. and after shows right a real yeah. great for a quick this is before now we've staged the house and this is what it looks like now right yeah 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 one video that Emily did recently that I think is really fun, when we did the media day, we were at a high school and we got we convinced some of the agents to run on the track. <laughs> like so, physically run. So physically run oh on the track. God. So Emily, tell us about the video that you made from that from the video that we recorded for that. Yeah, I think I put a funny caption on that. Like, this is how fast we run to list your home. Oh, that's <laughs> When great. you reach out to us that's or great. something like that. How'd you convince them to run? <laughs> I mean, like, I don't think anybody could convince me of that. <laughs> yeah, luckily we had some that were more eager than others. And yeah. we were like, okay, you don't all have to do this. Okay, but, so I'm still going um, and checking out that reel. Yeah, and it shows, like, it shows them out in the community. Yes. And that's another tie in and where Media Day becomes really important. It shows that they really live in this community where they're selling homes. They understand this community like their kids go to that school so there was just a lot we could do with that and with reels too you can do fun stuff like that you can do educational things tips for homeowners you know maybe you're not actively searching for a home but you keep up with that business because that's who you worked with in the past and they're still putting out relevant content for you. Well, and I think you another good point is, you know, we just like with this podcast, I sit down at the beginning of the year and decide, you know, at least for next quarter, what are my topics going to be? The same can be said for reels, right? Mm-hmm. Sit down and do exactly what you're talking about. And it's like, you know, think of your content pillars, right? Your community, you know, the houses that you sell, whatever it is, and create those reels and knock it out in a day or two and just have those for content sitting there right. for somebody like you to take over and edit and, and, and post. Absolutely. All right. So let's move on to another trend. Crystal and I, in one of our podcasts for the the year end review, when we brought up Facebook, we both kind of went, oh, Facebook's driving us crazy lately, right? Yeah. So we'll table that for another conversation. But in a client meeting recently, Crystal, you talked to these clients about how Facebook recently is uh, deprioritizing links in the algorithm, right? Yes. So our client was very surprised at this, but you guys had some really great insights. Um, as far as writing content for social media. So this is really the trend is choosing what post types, whether that be text-only posts, uh, links, or carousels. So what should our listeners be aware of? And I'm going to kind of ask you, Joe, because this was your client specifically, but what should our listeners be aware of when it's when we're thinking about what type of posts because of what's coming up with what Facebook's doing recently? Yeah, I think it's important, like you know, I mentioned earlier, to think about the audience experience and what you're trying to get them to do. So if you're just trying to, you know, get them back to your website. Well, that's not what Facebook is really wanting to have happen. Facebook is wanting to keep you on Facebook to look through stuff. And so if you're constantly trying to get them away from Facebook, well, 
it's not going to like that. That's why it's deprioritizing a lot of stuff. And so I think you need to rethink about how or what kind of content that you're posting and in what way you're posting it. So is this something where I want to tell a longer story like a blog post? Okay, now we can consider, you know, using that as a link on Facebook because that's you're not you can't tell all that in a in a short right. little post. If they're deprioritizing in the algorithm so they don't want that to show up as often in the newsfeed, what's our what's our workaround? The alternative then is to put that in the comments. And Facebook has kind of I think realized that they want you to do that anyway because it didn't used to be at least as far as I can remember where it would put like a preview right. uh, in the comments and yeah, now they've started now. doing that and it's to kind of grab your attention and because you know, Facebook now is also including usually the first comment when you're right. seeing it in a post, even in your feeds. Facebook isn't telling us that they want us to do that, but they are telling us they, they are. want us well, to Well, in Instagram, that's you can't put it in there right. anyways, right? So I, I think our clients were a little surprised. They're like, well, will they actually open up that comment? You know, when we make the post, you know, link is in the comment, you know, check out their comment. We want people to engage and most people will. They mm-hmm. want to see what people are writing just because we're all very snoopy and nosy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right? yeah. People, I don't think it's stopping anybody who's going to anybody who wants to click the link will find the link in the comments and they will see it. And sometimes we'll say, hey, if you want to read more about this story, check the link in the comments. Sometimes we won't. And it really just kind of depends. We're kind of experimenting with that. I think that is a really good strategy. But then your post can be just maybe a picture from the blog or maybe it's a carousel post that's kind of giving you a couple of little nuggets. So a carousel post is a post that has two or more images in it. And maybe it's a slideshow of pictures or maybe it's infographics or maybe each slide has one piece of information. We do a lot of that for FDS. Being able to tell that kind of short story, but then get that longer information in the comments... I think that's a, a winning strategy well, for getting those links out. This is a really good point. I know our client in our meeting for our end of the year was very grateful that we know this, right? We are the experts at it. And when I say we, I mean you guys, because like there's things that I would never know. I mean, if I was writing, you know, I am admin on my church's Facebook page, I wouldn't know that. And that's something I, I posted a, a live video from our church on Sunday and I put it in, I put the link in the comments because you guys taught me that. And so I think it's really important for our listeners to be aware of that you can have a team of people writing for you for social, but that doesn't mean that you know all the ins and outs of what is working to make sure you're showing up. So, And a lot of times I think too, it happens, those changes happen so subtly that you recognize it in your brain. And when someone says it to you out loud, you're like, oh, I have noticed that they've done that. Right. But you just don't notice well, it happening. Because Facebook doesn't just send us a memo, Correct. by the way, yeah. and say, <laughs> right. we don't have FYI, to I mean, the, phone. Yeah. the whole reason this conversation started is we were seeing all of a sudden there was some engagement that we weren't able to track that we were previously and it was across the board we just saw you know there was a certain month i think it was like august or september and we saw boom a drop happen right Mm -hmm. and we realized more than anything it was had a lot to do with the way that they were reporting engagement right that's one of them that we figured out Um, and then figuring out the links and, and you know then doing more research on it so i really appreciate that you guys are on top of that with all of our clients mm-hmm. all right so let's move on to another one of our trends um, for 2024 so i think another great question is that when it comes to social media businesses can't be everything to everyone crystal says this a lot and i love this conversation so in other words platforms more than ever right 
Yes. What platform more than ever? So like, I'm going to throw it to you first because I can tell you're itching to talk to me about that. <laughs> Love um, this. So topic. tell me more about this topic. I am thrilled about this because I feel like I've been seeing this from the rooftops and finally, no one's actually listening to me. Everyone's just kind of <laughs> catching up, right? Okay. Um, it's not because I've been saying I'm it. listening, I promise. <laughs> We're listening, yeah, Crystal. Your team Thanks, is listening. Thank you, Melissa. But no, businesses are finally realizing that they cannot be everything to everyone. They cannot be successful on every single platform. It takes a lot of time if you want to be successful on Facebook and on Instagram and on LinkedIn and on TikTok yeah. and on yes. X and on Threads oh, and on like I'm Snapchat a and, on, about it. and on and on and on yes. and just insert and every every there's always new social media platforms that are coming out and everyone's like oh I have to jump on this and make sure that we're really successful on it and it's like do you do you have the strategy like do you right. have the time for that do you have the yeah. energy for that especially if you're doing it in house even if you're working with an agency I think the benefit of working with an agency is we can tell you right. which platforms are helpful but a lot of businesses are starting to realize like you know honestly TikTok may be a great platform but it's not where my target audience no. is I'm going to get a username there so that when I feel ready to attack to you're attack there, that platform right. I'm there and I have my username but I'm not going to focus on the content well this was Snapchat I mean when Snapchat first came out like all of a sudden we all realized okay what is Snapchat really <laughs> it's just another way for my 11 year old to talk to her friends it's a all messaging it app disappearing like, messages like it's disappearing messages it's a yeah. messaging app it's not a social platform for businesses for business. in the same sense unless you're Nike that wants to put your brand in front of people and you want to buy huge advertising I say, from but then you're spending sense. a ton of yeah. money on it's not a local and things it's not like a local that. but I, I didn't mean to interrupt but it, TikTok does remind me of the, the Snapchat craze because all businesses were like how do I handle this I'm like you don't you don't do anything with you it. don't well and there's a lot I think there's a lot of value for a lot of businesses on TikTok but TikTok is its own kind of beast the kind of content that you're creating on TikTok is very unique compared to any other platform you almost have to be it's it's called like unhinged comedy yes and if you're not willing to be unhinged on TikTok then you're probably not going to make and not a all lot businesses of should there. be unhinged right? not a lot of businesses should be unhinged right. some are better at that and, than and again it's content if you don't have video content to begin with then you're probably not going to be successful on TikTok yes so the big trend is that businesses are starting to focus on one or two platforms and they might post occasionally on three on a third or a fourth but they're really focusing on one or two Facebook is number one because it's the best way to reach the vast majority of people Instagram is number two if businesses are going to be leaving platforms they're leaving Pinterest they're leaving yeah. WhatsApp which because WhatsApp yeah. is all messaging is Pinterest is links <laughs> yeah. but not I, really beneficial for a lot of businesses and then X a lot of yes. businesses are leaving X because of all of the confusion going yes. on there and if they are going to add a platform to their repertoire they're going to add Instagram if they're not already on Instagram or they're going to add TikTok they're not adding X they're not adding threads threads is something that I think 2024, we'll see if Threads is actually going to make a big difference. But as of right now, I don't think that for the vast majority of businesses, higher education, government agencies, news agencies, I think those all have a place on X. Otherwise, yeah, I, I think kind of eh. And well, and I love it. This is like a tip for our listeners. Like, you know, pick your big rocks, right? Pick yes. your priorities and stick with them because, I, you know, we could go on and on. I had a client the other day was like, oh, really exciting news. We're, we've really started posting on Pinterest. And I was like, okay, I'm not quite sure. But, I, you know, yeah. it's on. It's, it's, <laughs> it was my thought process, but I was like, uh, that might not be the recommendation I would give you. But. Yeah. I mean, there's a reason we don't offer Pinterest management. Right. There is a reason we don't offer Pinterest management. Yes. So I can tell you what, this is probably going to be a great 
uh, I think we can take this topic down the road for both maybe a blog topic, maybe a further one in 2024 on more yes. social. Let's really break that down. But good for trends. I love it. I, I want to move them to something kind of fun, though. Yes. So let's talk about the entertainment factor when it comes to writing content for social media. And we are blessed enough to have the leader in pop culture, Melissa. <laughs> that would be me. That would be you. So, you know, consumers are loud and clear. Their primary uses for social media are, number one, staying in touch with family and friends. And number two, to be entertained and mentally unwind. So what do you suggest, Melissa, is best to help with the number one goal? Well, I'm going to start with number two with you. I might switch it around, but let's talk about the entertainment factor because you are my leader in pop culture, mm-hmm. right? You you proved that at the Christmas party that you did win. And I also, I would just Christmas like to say, game. I was cheated out of first place. You were cheated out of first place? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I will give it to I will give it to Emily Weidman because before the game even started, she knew she wasn't going to. She knew her strength. She was not going to beat somebody else at the emoji okay, trivia true. game. So she went right for those necklaces. That is and true. You realized too little, too late. I that, did. It is how you won the tiebreaker, even though you wanted to do something else. But that is true. So you you weren't cheated, but you could have. Next year, you're going to be prepped. Right? I yes, I need okay. to mentally prepare on my drive here. <laughs> I didn't do that this year. I'm going to be walking into the building like Rocky next year. Yes, I'll she, be there. She was she was awesome. So talk to me a little bit about the entertainment factor when it comes to writing for social content. Okay. So when you're scrolling, you want to like when you stop, like you stop for like one reason. You stop because something was funny, something was shocking. We don't really want to be shocking, but like something was funny, something was shocking, you could relate to something. Emotional. Emotional, something like that. So like we want clients to be able to make people laugh or to be able to like feel like the can relate to them. And so one way to do that is through humor. Yes. And because that's how we relate to each other, no matter if you agree with somebody's opinions, like all that kind of stuff, humor is the connecting force. It 100% is. Yeah. I love that. Humor, remember that everybody, if you take anything away from today, humor is the connecting force. Yeah. Well, and like topical humor. So one of the reasons why I think Melissa is so good with coming up with more of the engaging entertainment content for her clients is the connection to pop culture. And you're able to to, you know, when 1989 Taylor's version is coming out, like you are on it with the jokes and you can incorporate that and connect that. So talk a little bit more about how you're thinking about pop culture. And if something is happening in pop culture, how you connect that to a client or do you even connect that to them? How are you thinking about that for their content? There is a cycle of memes that like there's like popular memes and like everybody's going to be using that template and like they are using it for a reason. It's because everybody can relate to it. And one thing I want to bring back up is the unhinged comedy is this is also connecting it to pop culture. So like Duolingo is a really good example of unhinged comedy. Yes. And the way they connect humor with pop culture is they dressed up their Duolingo owl as Taylor Swift. And like everybody, <laughs> no matter if you like Taylor Swift or not, you know what the era is tour is yes and so that makes you want to engage with their content because it made but but look how how she made uh uh, travis kelsey famous (laughs) period totally kidding who he was way before that. I'm a Chiefs fan. And I did too. You're going to get blasted for that comment, Shannon. Totally kidding. I am, being, I am being sarcastic. I am I am a Kelsey fan. I've listened to the Brother podcast way before he was ever dating. So I'm just kidding. But I loved all the the memes we've been yeah. seeing out there about this. So yeah. I just had to say that. I'm sorry. No, it was okay. And I was a total Travis Kelsey fan way, way before, before Taylor Swift. I so Swift. wanted to date him. That's how you found out about Taylor Swift yes, with Travis ex, Kelsey, yeah. right? Yeah. I, I would date him, but... <laughs> I've been a Travis Kelsey fan since 1989. Like, he actually introduced me to Tay. So, like, yeah. Um, 
but yeah, I kind of lost my train of thought. But <laughs> the Duolingo owl, like connecting the unhinged humor, you're like looking at that, like what? Like what is this business doing? Then you're like, hey, I like have never seen anything like that. So yeah. if you're willing to go there with your social media. I'm willing to go there. Absolutely, and, but, and I think doing the number two really helps us with the number one, which is staying in touch with family and friends because we're able to do that together. Like, because also, who do you want to send those posts to? Hey, that's exactly. You're going to share it with your friend and your family. And so, I think one of the trends that you guys, you know, that this entertainment factor. I think that we want to continue as business owners to really think about that. And if you're not doing it, give us a call because we can help you with that. Yes, absolutely. And it's again thinking about I love the example that Melissa that you gave about like when you're scrolling through your feed what makes you stop and we talked about this on our last podcast of the year last year it was like okay well think about the consumer journey from your consumer's perspective not just from your perspective and that's really important for social too because like I'm not going to stop because you're talking about your product or your service or your sale that you have going right. on or I'm not going to call you because you've got 20% off flooring right, right now like that's not what I'm looking for on social media I'm not going to engage with that but if you are doing something funny, if you're doing a dance, if you're just making a joke or if you're or asking for opinion or what about community? I mean, they yeah. could be doing a, you know, getting together and going to the local food pantry and donating their time like that's going to get people to stop and appreciate 100%. their business. hundred yeah. percent. So all of that, I think, is just it, it's very valuable. So think about how you can entertain your audience, not just tell them about how cool you are. Okay. I'm going to table LinkedIn for today. I don't want any of our listeners to think this is, we know that LinkedIn is a very valuable part of 2024, but we're kind of running out of time here and I have something else that I thought would be fun to get to before we end this. So we'll table that for another conversation. Yep, but We'll do a whole podcast. A whole on podcast, LinkedIn. maybe a blog. So let's talk about trends as we're talking about these trends. So you guys just did a, a meeting together and you were telling me how we were talking about what trend would you like to see come back in 2024? And I understand that Crystal met in the social and blogging world, but I understand that you guys had some other trends you were hoping that would come back. So before we you know, end this podcast, I'd like to hear those because you guys kept it secret for me. So Joe, let's we'll start with you. What trend would you like to see come back in 2024? I want status away messages, like the old AOL instant messenger away messages, <laughs> but for my texting. Okay. So that way when someone texts me, oh, you know, he's out doing something, like, leave him alone. Well, don't, don't <laughs> they kind of have that with the... A little the, bit, but it used to be but like... But you a, know what I do? My nephew has it on all the time, and he sent me a text, and then I go to text him back, and it's like, this listener has it on quiet, so I hit the button so that it makes it loud and shakes it I a said little the same bit, thing. Right? Like, yeah. Yeah. You will funny. get my notification. But yes, I like that. that <laughs> yeah, would, I'd like to see that... Uh, God, we are aging ourselves with AOL yeah. there, Joe. Well, yeah. <laughs> we talked about it being like a whole vibe, you know, like yeah. you would think really carefully about like what you're going to say your message is going to be and what you're up to and like well, what's and your out of office a, message, and man? As right? a girl, right. you'd have to have the right song lyric, Don't text. <laughs> the right reference. Oh my God, you guys talked a lot. I bet it was a long meeting. Right? <laughs> Just about that. All right. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to Melissa next. Melissa, what would be the trend you'd like to see come back? Okay. So mine has a caveat, but... I want to see come back um, the slider phones. The okay, but not with the modern iPhones still around. Like I want like the slider phones to like be their own entity because like I don't want to just have it with the option of an iPhone. I want the slider phones <laughs> to be like the pinnacle like they were before, okay. and I'll have my iPod separately. Well, who knows? Because they brought back the flip phone. Now. That's true. I mean, the, the weirdly that they were able to invent a phone that is the size it is and and bend it in half is crazy. Mm-hmm. And it's got a screen. Yeah, I've right. never seen one in person, but I'm very fascinated. Yeah, I saw. I was at Best Buy um, not too long ago. I mean, I if it's not an iPhone, I'm not going to. 
vampires. I know. No, me neither. <laughs> no, I like that. I like that. Just because it'd be just, fun. Just, I loved it. Like the feeling of, oh, let me answer this text. I feel so important. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's so funny. Oh my God. I love that. Okay. All right. So Emily, I'll bring it back to you. What trend would you like to see come back? For me, I would love to see mixtapes come back. <laughs> the, just the whole concept, like, I mean, burning someone a CD was so fun. Oh, gosh. Like, it was really intentional, taking the time to do that. A personalized playlist. I love that. That someone makes for me. I would just love it. I mean, that's, I mean, for my next boyfriend, I'm going to make him a mixtape. He just, yeah, like, yes, right? yes. <laughs> I mean, I was cleaning Show the up basement. with a boom box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> on my shoulder. Say anything, man. So you guys do know my background. Well, yes. Shannon um, I, may remember the days of waiting for a song to come on the radio and then having to run with a tape recorder and record yes. it. And like, oh, <laughs> yeah. just, the DJ oh, needs yes. to stop talking so that I can re- stop talking over the beginning of this song. Yeah. <laughs> that's so funny. Well, um, I, I talked in one of our podcasts about the for Christmas, I got each of you a sweatshirt with something that is tied to your personality, and some were funny, some were sweet. But Joe, what was speaking of cassette tapes? What what was yours? Uh, mine was like I, I it's an old school Back thing. You wouldn't school, understand. You wouldn't understand like, as a big picture of a cassette tape. Yeah. I'm like he gets it. I, I found some in the basement when I was cleaning them out, and I my daughter was like, "What are these?" You know, she's 11. I was oh, like, gosh. "Oh no!" But you know, I don't even have something to play it on. See, yeah. even I, I used to. The car I learned to drive in was a pickup truck, and it, <laughs> and it did. It still plan. had, yes. So well, I'm not going to date myself with the old 8-track, but <laughs> you know, that's another topic. But all right, yeah. Crystal, what was your trend? Oh, so, so my trend was actually social media related, because that Which was kind was of like point. what I yeah. thought yeah. about. But I loved everybody's answers, yeah, and I did that's too. what I love when I like ask a random question. You guys just have really creative answers. Mine was, I want to go back to like the simpler days of social media, where everyone was like, you know, Crystal is going to the mall later. Text me. <laughs> later like text it if you want to join me or like posting pictures of like our plates of food that we're eating like god i I, still do that with hello fresh i'll make something and i take a picture of my plate i know it looks so pretty i i miss that so i want to i want like crystal is doing this status messages on facebook that's what i want to go back to that is recording a podcast yes (laughs) as we record a podcast yes well i love that those are great i'm actually going to end it with what you know the whole podcast point is how do we tie it back to ROI? And I would say if anybody's still listening, because we're at you know about 35 minutes now and it's been great conversation, that the ROI is in this room. Yes. So I have a lot of talented writers sitting here doing this podcast with me that, you know, if you have talented people that understand the ins and outs of writing, it's not just sitting down because you're 22 years old and you happen to know what's going on on Facebook. By the way, that's the, your 22-year-old might not know how to write on Facebook. However, talented people, talented writers, it isn't just knowing. It is knowing pop culture, as Melissa knows, but if Melissa didn't have a writing background to back that up, that's the ROI, mm-hmm. right? So thank you for being here today. You are my ROI. I appreciate you guys as my content team and Crystal's team. And this was fun. We'll have to do it again in 2020, you know, the rest of the year before the year ends. Yeah, sounds good. Thanks, Shannon. Thank you. Well, thanks Thanks, for listening. This is Shannon Allen. I'm your host. And tune in to our next episode of Digital Marketing ROI. You've been listening to Digital Marketing ROI from Federated Digital Solutions. Do you have an idea for a future episode or a burning digital marketing question? Text ROI to 45364 to get a link where you can share your idea. Subscribe to get new episodes every other Thursday, plus Tip Tuesday insights every week.
podcast by Federated Media.